Let me start by saying something. On this show, we love a mysterious lake. In episode 201, we took you to Lake Karache in Russia, this top-secret dumping ground for nuclear waste. In episode 155, we visited Lake Neos in Cameroon, the site of this tragic lake explosion, uh, an accident that triggered a scientific detective mission. And today, you guessed it, we are going to another strange and unusual lake. This lake is in Tanzania, and it spreads across this vast, picturesque valley. It's nestled next to an active volcano. And yes, this one also has a hint of danger. The first ornithologist who tried to walk out there almost died. And I've walked out onto the lake with a friend who got really bad welts and burns on his skin. But here is an amazing thing about this lake. The lake, which can leave welts and burns on human skin, turns out to be a kind of paradise for another animal. And we're not talking about crocodiles or some other ultra-tough reptile. No, for these animals, think less Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and more lawn ornament. That's right. We're talking flamingos. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And today, we're headed to northern Tanzania, and we're going to Lake Natron, Flamingo Paradise. That's after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. If you visit Lake Natron, you might think for a second that you had somehow accidentally made it to the surface of Mars. Because this lake does not look like your typical lake. During the dry season... Lake Natron's water is red. Bright, bright red. And Lake Natron is also next to an active volcano. And it's fed by an underground hot spring, which means that the lake is filled with this molten mixture of minerals. Things like sodium carbonate or soda ash. And if you think back to your high school chemistry class, you know, things like 
acids and bases, well, this lake is very, very alkaline. Its pH level is similar to ammonia's. So it can burn the skin and eyeballs of any animal that isn't adapted to it. And this is how the lake gets its unusual color, too. From a floating algae called spirulina that blooms in Lake Natron's potent, briny, minerally brew. That's when you get this uh, red sheen on the lake, which is, at some times a year, incredibly spectacular. This is Mark Baker. He's a conservationist in Tanzania, and he says in your travels around Lake Natron, you may also come across these skeletons that have washed up on shore. They are striking. The skeletons are covered with a chalky white substance. It almost looks like they've been turned into stone. Those images of birds or animals being white and crystallized, that, that's not happening because they walk in there and it's like something out of the line, the witch in the wardrobe, and they just sort of you know, freeze in motion. That does not happen. Instead, the water surface is very, very, very flat and it's like a mirror. And what happens is that a lot of different species of birds, including raptors, so birds of prey, fast-flying swifts, will lose the horizon and they just hit the lake at speed. One more thing. The waters of Lake Natron can also get very hot. Your average hot tub is about 100 degrees. Lake Natron gets to be about 140 degrees. So, yeah, this bright red, piping hot, skin-burning, brine-filled lake. It can be pretty dangerous for animals and for people, too. But there is an animal that doesn't fear Lake Natron. In fact, they thrive on it. The toughest, roughest, most apocalypse-ready creature on the planet. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to the stage, the Flamingos. The sun comes up and you get this really beautiful light across this lake and the flamingos are then flying with the rift valley as the backdrop. So it's just one of those spectacular scenes in nature that, you know, makes you stop and go, wow. Lake Natron is a paradise for flamingos. In fact, three quarters of all lesser flamingos on the planet nest there. And When we say lesser flamingos, it is not a judgment. Lesser flamingos are just a species of flamingo found throughout Africa and India, and lesser refers to their smaller size. But what they lack in size, they make up for in color and toughness. They are considerably smaller and pinker than the greater flamingo, looking much more like the Caribbean flamingo, I believe you you probably have in southern U.S., Lovely, deep, pink eye, very, very red. The young are little and fluffy and gray, and I'm trying not to put a cute voice on because that would just be inappropriate. Their brilliant pink color comes from the lake, too. These flamingos feed on spirulina, that same floating algae that gives the lake its red color. But there's another reason why flamingos come to Lake Natron to lay their eggs. The fact that it is so harsh and so dangerous means that there aren't many predators around to threaten them when they nest. And that's good, because their breeding cycle is complicated. During the dry season at Lake Natron, the waters recede, and it leaves the mud at the bottom exposed. And that's when the flamingos move in. They take the mud, and they shape it into mounds, or cones, just about a foot tall. And this is not really an easy thing to dig. I know because I've tried to dig it. I tried to make a cone with my hands. 
And it's really not an easy thing to do. It's hot, gooey, thick, highly corrosive mud. And they make these mud cones and they lay their eggs on top. And in about 30 days... These young, little, fluffy, grey things pop out of this egg and they sit on the top of this mud cone. They can't go down onto the mud because they would die, it's too hot. Just this little rise um, is enough to create a difference in temperature. Then, when the baby flamingos are finally old enough, they make a beeline for the freshwater wetlands along the lake's edge. So they form these creches, these big groups of hundreds and hundreds of little grey um, flamingos, and then they go for it to the edge to get fresh water because they have to wash this soda off their feathers. In other words, if you are a flamingo, Lake Natron has it all. You've got a safe place to lay your eggs since predators can't handle the lake's toxic waters. There's lots of mud. There's freshwater access. There is spirulina. It turns you bright and beautiful pink. There are just not many spots on Earth that can tick all of those boxes. There's still a lot of things that can go wrong here. If the ground is too dry, the flamingos can't build their mud nests. If the water levels rise too high, the chicks can drown. So not every breeding cycle is successful. But every seven years or so, they hit the jackpot. At times like these, Mark estimates that they can increase their population by about a third. And luckily, wild flamingos can live for 50 years. So they have a lot of chances to give procreating a go. You know, a species like this is both dainty and hardy at the same time. (laughs) If you can be dainty and hardy at the same time. But while lesser flamingos are both dainty and hardy and adapted to incredibly difficult circumstances, they still face challenges. Lesser flamingos are classified as near-threatened, mainly because their breeding is pretty concentrated in this one spot, Lake Natron. So threats to Lake Natron could mean threats to the future of the lesser flamingo. And the thing is, the same minerals that make the waters of Lake Natron so harsh and inhospitable, they're also valuable to humans. In the early 2000s, there was a proposal to build a soda ash factory in the area. Soda ash is used in glass manufacturing and household detergents. After a massive local outcry and a conservation campaign, the project was eventually spiked. Today, there's another resource at Lake Natron that's in high demand, wind. Mark says that the lake's location in East Africa's Great Rift Valley makes it a prime spot for future wind farms. And wind turbines could spell trouble for the birds flying through. One of the challenges with lesser flamingos is that they they only move at night. So they're flying at night. And they have evolved to fly through the sky without looking forward, thinking, what am I going to crash into? Is there a wind farm? (laughs) So, uh, you know... (laughs) In the wrong place, a wind farm could have quite a significant impact. There's some interesting technology out there in terms of having radars so they can see large flocks of birds and they just slow the wind farms down or turn them off. Birds go through, boom, they start up again. So there's ways to balance this out. Ultimately, though, Mark is pretty hopeful, both that people can come up with solutions to these problems and that the flamingos will continue to thrive.
Special thanks to Mark Baker for telling us about the incredible, strange and amazing world of Lake Natron and its flamingo inhabitants. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder-Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Sarah Kaplan, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There is a link in the episode description. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.